On today's episode, we are confronting Mercury retrograde head on. That's right. With spiritual guide Michelle Silverstein, also known as my mystical friend. Is it really the culprit behind everything that seems to be going wrong in our lives? What exactly is it? And when the f*** is it over? This truly is the truth behind Mercury retrograde. Michelle, I have a very serious question for you. Okay. <laughs> Are we still in retrograde? So, yes. Um, technically, yes. It's retrograde until I think it's like 11 something uh, Eastern Standard Time tonight. Oh, so it wraps tonight? I thought it wrapped mid August. So, Mercury goes station today, which means that it it looks normal again to us, but there's something called retro shade, which is like the shadow period that happens before and after Mercury retrograde. So it's like, it's like diet Mercury retrograde. There's still some kinks to be worked out, but it's not quite as intense. Okay. Got it. So for anyone who's listening right now, this is July 31st. So moving forward, until what exact date is this shadow over with? Until we can just part ways and be okay <laughs> with our goodbyes? It depends on who you talk to, but general <laughs> consensus is around like August 12th to 15th. Okay, so let's just break it down simply for everyone to understand. What does Mercury retrograde actually mean? Okay, so Mercury retrograde is an occurrence that happens three to four times a year. For 2019, we have it three times. Um, and Mercury, what happens is it visually appears to be orbiting backwards or retrograde because what's happened is, is that Mercury actually passes Earth's orbit. It passes us a few times. And when that happens, it visually looks like it's going backwards, but it's not actually. And then what happens during that time period of Mercury retrograde is that because Mercury is the planet that kind of rules over communication, it can cause a lot of, well, for some people don't even notice it, but the reason why it's kind of become this social phenomena is that Mercury dictates what happens for communication and learning. So communication tends to break down during a Mercury retrograde. So for the people that are pretty new to this, like myself, or are just trying to kind of learn about what this all means, um, why would the positioning of planets or the movement of energy or how things are kind of rotating on their axis affect us as individuals, affect the world, affect society, affect relationships and all of that? Okay, so the gist of it is, you know how um, in astrology, most people know their sun sign. So like when you go to look up your horoscope, you would know the sign that you were born under, right? That's just one aspect of how planets, it's like planets as a whole are doing their thing in and around us. And the energy that those alignments create, some people um, believe that they're sensitive to it and create certain energy patterns that tend to, um, I guess, kind of inspire certain happenings or certain emotional reactions or energetic reactions. You mentioned that 
there are three retrogrades this year alone. Is this mm. the average number every year? And I mean, I never heard of Mercury retrograde before probably this year. It's just come up time and time <laughs> again, especially on social media. I feel like it's just become a trendy thing to say. And we kind of blame Mercury retrograde for a lot of things that are thrown into chaos in our lives. But is this something that does occur every year? And when it does, what do we do with it? So it absolutely is a normal thing. It happens multiple. This year is actually a light year for it because this year there are three Mercury retrogrades. Other years there are four Mercury retrogrades. It just depends on, um, you know, like mathematically where our numbers are. I don't know. Listen, I'm not a scientist. I don't know that part of it. But <laughs> Mercury. <laughs> Close enough. Know, Close enough. What I do know is that it goes um, retrograde a few times a year. And we can kind of think of it as our time for all the re's. So reassess, revisit, reevaluate, retreat. Um, and that's kind of the gist of the lesson for it. And to your other point, like why all of a sudden you've heard of it. I think that astrology has kind of become this huge social phenomena on Instagram, especially. And Mercury retrograde, I think my opinion on why it's become so popularized compared to other retrogrades, like for example, today alone, we have Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, Pluto, and Chiron all in retrograde. And like those guys don't get a lot of attention, you know, but Mercury is the popular kid on the block. Because I think it tends to, um, people are more sensitive to it because it affects communication. So whether or not you kind of subscribe to the notion um, or subscribe to the understanding of astrology, whether or not you use it as a tool or not, um, I think regardless of that, people tend to kind of say like, what's going on? Like there's, it just feels a little tense. It feels a little anxious. I think people are more sensitive to it. I just, it's I very find, memeable. <laughs> yes, it is. And I find all of this just so fascinating because as a novice to this retrograde world, um, mm -hmm. I believe what I hear and I believe what I'm reading about, not knowing actually what's happening. You're saying all these other planets are actually in retrograde. So obviously it's not just communication that's being affected if the other planets mm -hmm. are in retrograde as well we're dealing with like a whole whack of stuff that we're not used to i mean not really though because no? like i think most it's like, like what does said, that mean? most people are just unaware that it's even happening right so it's not a punishment it's not this like horrible thing that people have made it out to be in my opinion and again like this is all just my opinion as an astrology enthusiast I use astrology as a tool to help me kind of understand broadly the energy patterns that are going on. And I use that to help kind of influence and decode some of the readings that I offer in my spiritual business. So, but I think for, like you said, like for the novice, for, for the everyday person, it can kind of instill a lot of fear when you're, when people are saying all these horrible things about Mercury retrograde um, especially like, I feel like the most popular one is like, sorry for what I said when Mercury was retrograde. And I mean, 
it's not an excuse to be a dick. You know, you still have to be a nice person. <laughs> you got to take ownership from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. It's not like just an excuse. Like it's just Mercury because it dictates our communication and our learning. It can, when it's retrograde, that aspect of our life. So communication can become a little bit more muddled and a little bit, it, it, you have to cross your T's and dot your I's during Mercury retrograde. And I think because people are generally a little more anxious during that time, it can make people feel a little more sensitive when they're communicating. And that leads to a lot of miscommunicating. So if, if Mercury is assigned to communication, do other planets have different associations? How does that all work? And if that is the case, then how is it all assigned? Like, how does, how do you piece totally. this puzzle together? <laughs> I mean, we could get like real deep into it, but like the general gist is that each planet that we live on earth, right? All the planets around us have been over the years through various astrological studies and different forms of it have been assigned, um, a different form of energy. So like, for example, the sun is your ego and your sense of self. The moon is about your emotions and your feelings. Mercury is about communication. It's how you learn. It's how you teach. It's the transmitter of information. You know, like, you know, like in the nineties, there was like that men are from Mars. Women are for Venus. I think that kind of stems from because Venus is known as the planet of love and beauty and all things aesthetically pleasing. And Mars is kind of known as the planet of courage and bravery and determination. So this is, this is centuries old. Like it's just been a studied thing that these planets and the placement in their sky or in our sky at the time of happenings tend to influence different energies. And so different people where they are on the planet, where they are in their life journey and all those things are kind of affected by those planets and their placements in the sky. Just going to actually ask that too. Do we know how far back these, um, I guess this way of looking at energy in the world, do we know how far back it goes or who, is there a person or was there a culture that was at the root of this? There are so many variations of um, astrology that have been charted throughout ancient civilizations. Um, and then there's more modern approaches to it as well. But there are countless civilizations that utilized astrology and relied on the stars and the moon and the sun, like information they had available to them to kind of determine how they laid out their life plans and stuff, right? Like even how the moons are named in the farmer's almanac, things like that. It's all rooted from our societies over time, just evolving to use the information they had available to them in the sky to kind of recognize patterns that were happening. So, I mean, it, it runs deep. <laughs> I feel like that can be its own episode. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I feel like lately when I've been um, just connecting with you, you've been super busy and I don't know if it's because we're, we are experiencing Mercury retrograde or what, but 
based on some of your clients and some of the calls or some of the readings that you've had lately, have you been able to kind of pinpoint common threads outside of communication or certain experiences that kind of relate to one another in a really weird way? 100%. So some of the patterns that I noticed come up um, during Mercury retrograde, especially like earlier this year. So our other Mercury retrograde dates for this year were March 5th to the 20, I think it was the 28th. Um, And then the shadow before and after. And then our next one coming up is on Halloween. So that should be fun. <laughs> Get ready. And how long but is that going to last? What I noticed, it's like the same amount of time, generally speaking. That one's October the, the 31st of Halloween. And I think it's till November 19th or 20th. Okay, that's not too bad. It's not a full month. I can handle that. Anyway, sorry. Back to what you were saying. <laughs> just want to be. I just want to be warned and prepared. It's just, so the pattern story that I noticed when this time period happens is that people tend to be really anxious. And the other thing that's really interesting, so Mercury retrograde is not punitive. It's not meant to punish us. It's not meant to be this like horrible plague that it's kind of been hyped up to be in social media. It's really a time of reflection. So the pattern that is most common is a lot of people hear from their exes. Um, and it's not just romantic exes. They can hear from like old friends. They can hear from old clients, old jobs. Like it's kind of an opportunity to revisit things, which can really stir up a lot of disease and um, discomfort for people. So I tend to get the emergency lines like, please, I have to talk to you today. Um, rather than a little more calmly, like, oh, I'd like to book a reading. So do you find commonalities amongst those calls when they're coming at those times? Are there certain things that people are dealing with that are maybe like patterns or trends that you've noticed? It's a lot of miscommunications. It's a lot of people not really pausing to reflect on their role in things. It's a lot of times people just not hearing other people in their lives as clearly. Um, and it's just a lot of frustration generally with not feeling heard. And that leads to kinds of all individual problems and issues that people kind of come to. I'm curious, um, are you getting these calls from individuals that are aware that retrograde is happening and I'm wondering about a placebo effect. Is this completely randomized where there's people that would ha- are completely unknowing and the same pattern is being felt, you know, over and over by people? Or is it that people know it's happening and are sort of um, in finding a way to fit it into their life? I think it's a bit of a mixed bag, right? Like given that my line of work is in the woo, I kind of tend to attract an audience who is more aware of these things, right? So I, a lot of people who would seek out a card reading have planetary alignments on their radar. But it's interesting, like, for example, this past weekend, I co-host a monthly event with an aura photographer. And so a lot of times it's people bringing in friends and family who wouldn't necessarily... Um, seek out this kind of experience on their own. So it's interesting to see in those cases when those clients who are kind of entering it blindly 
tend to have kind of some of the retrograde issues happening in their current energy patterns. If I were to meet with you and get a reading during times of need, quote unquote, um, or just to get a better understanding (laughs) of why I'm feeling anxious, um, especially during this time, or why I'm dealing with the stresses that I'm dealing with, what would I get out of those readings? Mm -hmm. Is it just more clarity or are they answers or solutions? So because I'm not an astrologer, I don't often even bring up Mercury retrograde with my clients. It's just something that I keep in mind when giving advice for how to navigate their problems at the time or how to navigate and work best with the energy. Um, If you were to go see like a specific astrologer, they might have a different approach to things. But being that like my modality is cards and intuitive healings or readings, um, I tend to just kind of keep it in my back pocket and know that if somebody's complaining about, you know, uh, like I'm having this issue at work and blah, 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 blah. Like it kind of helps me to understand where the overall like universal energy is right now and how to incorporate that into the guidance that I would offer to that person for how to navigate this time period or that specific issue. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. We got to give Mercury retrograde a better reputation. Totally. I think it can actually be a really positive experience if you allow it to be. Because if you're mindful of the fact that it's going to cause, you know, some, it's just natural that during this time period, a lot of people notice technology glitches, because of course, that's like our center of communication now as a society too. So a lot of people's It's a great time to really retreat and check in with yourself. So some of my best quote unquote surviving retrograde tips would be make, it's a great time to back up all your devices, like do a really good thorough backup of your data and stuff. Um, It's a great time to revisit projects that you've kind of put on the back burner and assess if they make sense for you or not. And even just on a more personal level, it's a good time to reflect on how you are communicating with people in your life, how you're investing and connecting in your relationships. Um, it's almost just like a a, rev- a revision period and a reflection time. So Michelle, for somebody like yourself that is kind of in tune with different energies from the universe and from people... Mm-hmm. Um, what are some tips that you give to the people that you speak with about self-awareness or about these energies or about how to read what's going on around you and generally how to live sort of a more conscious life? So I'm a big fan of journaling and I know that can be such a nightmare for some people who hate writing and like, I mean, listen, like you don't have to sit and write like dear diary, blah, blah, blah. Here was my day. I think journaling can be a great form of starting to recognize patterns in your life. And for me personally, I actually use astrology a lot of times, not predictively, but rather as a reflection tool. So especially during retrograde, I'm very mindful of taking time to journal. And it's even just putting down, I felt like this today, this happened, and I felt like that when that happened the end. And then you can kind of start to notice when you look back and reflect on it and see like, 
oh, like during this time period, X, Y, and Z things happened. What was going on with the planets that could maybe explain either my heightened anxiety or perhaps like people who I was interacting with maybe explains their tension or our miscommunications. It's just a tool for, listen, it's, it's also, you kind of take what you want out of it and leave the rest behind, you know? Like, I don't think it, it has to be taken very literally and thoroughly all the time because it's also, it's an art form. There is some science to it and some math to it, but the interpretations of astrology are so artful that you really just have to find a way to connect with it that makes sense for you. So I would caution against um, getting really invested in what astrology says and really pay more attention to how you feel and how it maybe can help you make sense of what you're feeling. It's kind of interesting hearing about these different things because then you start to think, into your own life. Oh, you know, I may have had this conflict or I may have been having this trouble with somebody or maybe my technology has been failing or whatever. Um, do you think that like, for instance, there was a huge capital one data breach yesterday and they, they say that, or I guess you're saying that technology is and failures are related mm-hmm. to this. Do you draw an association <laughs> with those types of like macro issues that happen that seem to kind of be in alignment with the challenges that come from Mercury retrograde? Listen, there's definitely some interesting coincidences in terms of, I mean, there were a ton of blackouts this month. There were lots of travel issues people were having, even just from like patterns from people in my own life and like clients who I've seen. I've noticed a ton of different kind of little things that people are experiencing all together, like a collective sort of frustration level. So I do think that I personally subscribe to the belief that the planets affect how we're living in our lives and how the energy is. But there's also free will with that, right? Like you're not controlled by the planets. It just means that that is the energy that's being produced around you and you are responsible for how you behave and the actions you take. You know, so when something like a big data breach or a big blackout or something happens, it's having the mindfulness to say, okay, this is like a frustrating situation. What can I do? It's a good opportunity to learn patience and forgiveness, Mercury retrograde. You need a lot more patience than normal. So this is really interesting too, because um, I feel like, I've always been a believer in these things. I'm a believer, obviously, everyone's a believer in energy. It can't be created or destroyed. It just exists. It's just something that we learned in science class growing up. And yet, even though we know that to be true, we know this to be sort of a scientific Mm -hmm. fact, as soon as you start talking about energy around you, then sometimes people think it's sort of hocus pocus kind of stuff, which is kind of funny because that's sort of like a juxtaposition. We know it's real. We know it's around us. We know it can't be created or destroyed. But as soon as you bring it up in this kind of light, Mm -hmm. then um, it's hard for some people to maybe like wrap their heads around it. So for people that are um, struggling to put legitimacy behind this or draw an association to it, what do you say to those people? Listen, I think it's very healthy to be skeptical of these things. It is weird and it is strange. If I explain to people what I do for my job in that I like, can sit down and look at some cards 
and get feelings about what to tell somebody and that makes sense for them, that's a weird thing to say. If I can tell you that like, if you look at where the planets are in the sky right now, and that's going to affect the energy that's around you, it's a weird concept. And I don't think it's fair to expect everybody to jump on board and understand it and believe it, right? I think astrology, like other sources of information is just that it's a it's a platform for information it shouldn't be taken like I I don't know like very seriously (laughs) like it's if it doesn't make sense for you and it's not the tool that you use to make sense of life and the world around you then it's that that's just what it is like it isn't meant for you I don't try to convince people to be on board with it because it's just my it's just a tool that I use to make sense of what I'm going through emotionally and energetically. And so if it makes sense for you, great. Like take that for what it is. But if it doesn't make sense for you, then find something that does. So that's interesting too. I'm just, this whole thing is all interesting to me because I'm very fascinated by energy and astrology, but I, I, I'm at such a novice level. Um, so I've met an energy reader before and I went into it with a healthy dose of both, um, I don't know, I guess it was kind of a healthy dose, a dose of skepticism, but also belief and like an openness and a willingness to, to see what would come of it. And I was pretty blown away, actually. And there was a lot of really specific things that came from it. It wasn't, you know, all just high level macro things that anyone could apply to their own lives. There were some pretty specific things with names and relationships and whatnot. And I have another friend that uh, I've spoken to on many occasions. She talks about how she can read energy and she sort of sees people in colors a little bit. Like she sees sort of like a color palette associated with different people. And based on their mood, it would affect how she sees them. And that doesn't happen for me. (laughs) I kind of wish it did, but it doesn't. Um, How do you think some people could get more in tune with reading energy than others? Like it seems to be a skill. I don't know if, people are born with it, or if it's something that can be sharpened over time. Do you have an opinion on that? Yeah. So what's interesting is, is that I got into doing energy work because it was something that I was fascinated by and open to and interested in. And I sought out experiences with a variety of readers and healers and uh, practitioners, things like that, because it did make sense for me. I've had so many experiences with readers where I cannot logically justify or explain what has happened. And even I was actually just having this conversation last night with one of my friends, like, even when I do readings, I'm constantly surprised that what I have to say makes sense for somebody, because I don't know where I get that information from, other than just, it's just how I experience life and how I do it. But I also know that the more I do readings and the more I'm mindful of putting my attention into that skill, the more it flexes like anything else. I think all people have intuition and we all have um, sensitivities in certain ways. It's just that I think some people have made more um, of an effort to connect with it. And I think people are intuitive in very different ways. Like, for example, you just said your friend experiences seeing people in color. Like, I, I don't do that. So it's, 
and I've gone to different readers who do different things. I've gone to people who read tea leaves. I've gone people to gone to people who read cards. I've gone to people who can like tap your body in different places and feel things. So I think it's a matter of what is your gift and what is your way of communicating with others and how are you open to engaging that? Michelle, I think when you're in this line of work too, you get your fair share of skepticism and naturally oh so. Especially because I do like corporate Oh my parties. gosh, then you have people like <laughs> Tom coming in. No, I'm kidding. But it makes sense, right? Because people aren't, I mean, like you said, we all have a level of intuition, but not everyone really connects with their intuition every day or are even interested in exploring astrology or what it has to do with their day-to-day lives. But once you do, you're kind of hooked. Mm -hmm. And I think even the skeptics, but once you're into it, it's about connecting the dots. So even if you might not understand what your readings are or um, what you're reading in an article online about retrograde, it, it helps you connect the dots in some way. And if it can kind of give you some kind of clarity or comfort, I mean, what's wrong with that? I 100% agree. I think like how I describe what I do is almost like a guided meditation. I'm not here to predict the future. I don't know. Like, I can't tell you how things are going to go. And I also don't personally believe in like, everything is predetermined. So I think we have a lot of influence over our own lives. So for a guided meditation, when you seek out a reading or something, or even when you're doing like astrology or something, it is a tool that you can use personally to help make sense of your journey through life. And it shouldn't be taken as more or less than that, you know? Like, I don't think it should be seen as this, like, absolute... Like, oh, so the reader said that I have right, to do it. No, now, for you sure. know, it's just a it's an open suggestion for an interpretation of what I feel is going on and how I can help you to look at it maybe with a different perspective or just even sometimes it's just validating for people that somebody else is aware of and can feel and sense what you're Absolutely. going through. The last time I got a reading from you, I think was at the end of the last retrograde and oh my god I don't, do you remember my response to it my mind was blown I genuinely don't even remember reading it. <laughs> thank you apparently it meant the same for you than it did for me but no um no it's like I just wanted to I want to interrupt really quickly because I feel like I don't want people to be offended when I say that but I think because I go into like a different headspace to do it I often don't I pretty much never remember Readings. That's fair. Bridgie talking about your last reading. So I'm wondering, Michelle, have you ever done a reading on somebody and you were just blown away by their energy? You just couldn't believe what you were experiencing, good, bad, or indifferent? A hundred percent. And actually, I just did a reading this weekend that was probably the most intense experience I've had in the 10 years I've known how to read cards. So I want to know what that is or like, what's the difference I think the difference for this one was I was so immediately emotionally impacted by this person. Um, The way that I approach readings is I never know what the person is specifically asking about. I like to just have that be private at first. So it doesn't, I, I like for it to not influence what I'm reading or what I'm seeing. 
And just as soon as she sat down and handed me back the cards, I, I sat like crying in front of her. And I could just feel like how intensely sad this person was. And I don't always necessarily feel such a connection with the person. Sometimes it's just like I receive information and I share it and we go on with our days. But the different, the point of difference for this one was I could literally, well, not literally, it's, I guess that's a weird way of saying it. It's not literally, but I could feel um, and experience the sadness and the grief and the frustration that this person was experiencing currently in their life. And she was really shocked because that's not at all what she was hoping to hear information from. She was coming in to hopefully hear about like a completely different facet of her life. So then we sat crying together and it was like a whole thing. But it's it's really, I feel so privileged to have the opportunity to share that with people and to hopefully offer some um, comfort and some level of reflection for them so that they can move forward in a more positive and healing direction. Michelle, I will say the last time I met with you for a reading, it was probably, how would I describe it? I would say it was blissfully intense, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was. Because you know what? You did tell me a lot of things that I didn't want to hear. But when I heard them, I knew they were true. And it was, it was um, the truth I needed to hear at that point, the truth I needed to feel. It was almost like the universe was confronting me head on. And it was probably one of the most productive hours I've ever had. I remember in that reading or um, it was either in that reading or the conversations we had afterwards, you asked a question that kind of sat with me for a really long time. And it was, you asked me to just think about what was no longer serving me because in order to actually acknowledge mm. what wasn't serving me in life, um, my life would probably stay the same and I wouldn't actually be making any room for positive things to come in. And that really sat with me. But as we go through Mercury retro shade mm -hmm. and kind of wrapping things up until the next cycle, what are a few questions that we should all ask ourselves? Oh, I love this. And I was actually going to say like what you just said about looking at what no longer serves you. That is a beautiful start point. It's time to reflect on just where am I at right now in my life? Who am I spending time with? How am I spending time with them? How am I representing myself? And it's a good time to reassess what's going on. And maybe your answer is, I'm doing great. Like things are great. And I'm just going to move forward with a renewed sense of determination and confidence in that. Or maybe it's time to kind of, I think right now for the next two weeks, we just had a very intense July. You're telling me. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, and it was so many people and it was eclipse season, which is a whole other bag of nonsense. And then there's <laughs> retrograde. It's a big time for life lessons. And it's a big time for, like you said, like confronting the universe is going to force you to deal with stuff that you haven't wanted to deal with. So a nice kind of send off for this energy as you reflect through it is to just kind of say, what do I want to um, take forward from this time? So what information did I learn that makes me feel stronger and more equipped to move forward? And what did I learn or recognize isn't really 
serving my best interests anymore? And what can I stand to let go of to make space for what I do want? And be completely honest, right? In answering those questions. No more buts, no more excuses. Listen, if you're not being completely honest with it, you're going to find it resurfacing around October 31st or like a couple weeks leading up to it. It's just a matter of like, do you want to learn the same lesson over again? Or are you ready to get honest and do the work to actually get at what the root of the root of the root is so that when you are planting these new seeds, you move forward and grow what you want? So resurface is not a re we want to take on, right? It happens. And sometimes we need to do, like, sometimes you need to learn the same thing more than once. Um, but if, if you can be brave enough to step into your truth and really own it and claim it, then you have the power to use it as a tool rather than using it as this like punishment. Thank you, Michelle. Mm -hmm. Love that. Thank you for redefining Mercury retrograde for us. Ooh, that's a yeah. great read. You like it's that? A, also like just to end like it's amazing it's an amazing energy right now to really reconsider and like redefine yourself and we're moving into like fiery leo season and you can use august to kind of like the tail end of august to really step into these new changes that you want to make and like they'll be very supported energetically feel refreshed already. We can go on and on and on with the reads. I love it. Reads. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Michelle. I love you.